Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. We have a number of compliments to hand out today in no particular order. First, we want to compliment President Donald Trump. Okay, maybe this one is in a particular order. MAGA compliments to President Trump, who we've learned is tightening his inner circle of advisors. And that seems to be not only a great decision on his part, but also for all of us who want to see him run and resume his presidency on January 2025. Axios reporting his central core of advisors won't include, for example, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy or Hope Hicks, and others, but will include his longest-serving aides, Stephen Miller, Dan Scarvino, and his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. These moves are important, and they do raise my hopes that he will indeed be running. Compliments to New York GOP gubernatorial candidate, Congressman Lee Zeldin. He was on stage giving a speech as he held off an attacker. Zeldin grabbed the man's wrist before he could strike Zeldin with a double-bladed weapon on stage at the New York rally. Zeldin handled himself perfectly, calm, cool, effectively. So cheers for Zeldin. Booze for New York, which has a no-bail law, and the culprit was back on the street almost immediately. But more cheers are in order, because New York Republican Congresswoman Claudia Tenney actually shamed Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Biden DOJ into filing federal charges against the assailant. It is a federal crime to attack a U.S. congressman. Compliments to Representative Tenney for shaming these Marxist in creeps at the head of the Justice Department into doing the right thing. A rare moment in Biden's America these days. And think about this Biden administration. There's only one sensible, logical reason that the Biden White House has gone soft on China. Does favors for Hunter's business clients, whether a Chinese energy company that President Biden sent a million barrels of oil to, oil from our strategic petroleum reserve, or a Russian oligarch who just happened to do business with Hunter Biden, suddenly no sanctions at all for two of them. Biden has to be pro-Mexican cartels while we're at it. How else do you explain our wide-open border? Human smuggling that's out of control. Sex trafficking. Illegals pouring into the United States by the millions. Millions. A free flow of the cartel's deadliest drugs crossing that border into our country every day. Heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines, and the deadliest of all, fentanyl. Fentanyl killed more than 100 thousand young Americans this past year. Have you ever heard Joe Biden even whisper the word fentanyl? Why won't he order the Border Patrol, the DEA, maybe the National Guard or local sheriffs and police to step up and shut down the cartels? It's obvious whose side the Bidens are on. 
Our guest today is a man who's been fighting the cartels and their deadly enterprises for years. Derek Maltz is a great American, former DEA agent, former head of special operations for the DEA. And Derek also works with the families who've lost loved ones to fentanyl and the cartels who are shipping death across that border with Mexico. Thanks for being with us today, Derek. I know we have a crisis at the border. Give us a sense of just how bad it is and why federal agencies can't take control of that border. So, Lou, thank you for having me. First of all, the Mexican cartels are working with the Chinese criminals, and they're flooding the streets of America with poisonous fentanyl and methamphetamine at record levels. We are seeing mass poisonings all over the country, and it's so bad now the families against fentanyl are working with Congress. There's a bipartisan resolution put forward to designate fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction. And we're following this very closely, Lou. Uh, on top of all the migrants that are invading our country from like 160 countries around the world, we are seeing young American kids dying at historic levels. I work with the families every day. I listen to the horror stories, how they're finding their 13-year-olds dead in the bedroom, blue in the face, after taking one fake pill that they're ordering on social media. So the cartels are making billions right now. But unfortunately, our country is being destabilized from the uh, Chinese influence as well. I, I think there's so many components of this, Derek, that uh, that Americans are either don't understand or not being informed of. But certainly their government is in no way, it seems to me, telling us what in the world is happening at that border. Uh, the Biden administration, first of all, wants it open because they want to bring in millions, literally millions, of illegals ac across that border. To do so, they back off the, the Border Patrol. And to do that, they have to allow the cartels to run our border. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. So let's address the first statement about the public is uninformed because I deal with the families that are finding their kids dead and they had never heard of fentanyl. So the White House has been silent on this issue because of the two political issues, right, China and the Mexican border. Now, I like to say, Lou, that this is not a red or a blue issue. It's a red, white and blue issue because it's impacting all socioeconomic classes of kids and families in this country. And so it should be one issue that everyone can unite on. However, I will tell you that it's really sad because they're misleading the public thinking that this is just an overdose crisis. No, this is a mass poisoning crisis from enemies. Just like Iran uses Hezbollah as a proxy to do the dirty work, the Chinese Communist Party are using the Mexican cartels as a proxy to do their dirty work destabilize America, destroy our future generation. So it's very important what you're saying is, and that's my biggest frustration. I've been pushing this out, Lou, about four years now between national TV, testifying in Congress, and it's slowly getting out there. But the problem is everyone's making it political. We need to think about our kids and our future and start uniting on this topic. I mean, one other thing that people don't realize, Lou, is the Mexican cartels have a very creative, strategic, and deceptive marketing plan right now to drive the profits. That's why, as an example, in May, two Ohio State young 
students, 21 and 22, during finals week, died because they took what they thought was Adderall pills, and they died. Now, Adderall, as you know, if it's prescribed by a doctor and picked up by a le- from a legitimate pharmacy, is very powerful, important drugs for kids with ADD and focus disorders. But these kids don't know what they're taking, and no one's telling them, Lou. Uh, it is it, it's just amazing to me that we've had one president in my lifetime who actually stood up and said it was time to go to war against the cartels. That man was Donald Trump. Now, I'm not doing a uh, a political commercial for Donald Trump, but I am asking, why is there only one president in my lifetime who's had the guts to address what you and I very well know? Uh, I worked on the border as a young cub reporter. I saw things that, you know, most reporters don't get the chance to see. Uh, the the drugs, the efforts of the DEA uh, working in cooperation uh, with the federal uh, authorities in Mexico. Uh, and a war on the cartels that's been going on, wage, a war that's been waging for a half century, and which we've, we've been losing. So right now, I mean... I was very vocal and have been on national news that the cartels need to be declared as terrorists. They're not drug cartels. That's old. That's like talking points for many years now. They are transnational criminals involved with working with terrorists. We did a big operation, Lou, called Project Cassandra, and we exposed Hezbollah's connectivity and global relationships with the Mexican cartels with cocaine and money laundering. And they're using the profits from criminal activity to help them carry out their radical agenda in regards to that border as you know because you work there and you keep on top of this stuff i mean right now the cartels are like an army they have drones flying into our country every day when i was down in the border in april in the rio grand valley i couldn't believe some of the stuff that i was told by the professionals on the border the one thing that caught my attention the most is the morale is at an all-time low because the brave men and women yeah. of Border Patrol are doing processing of migrants instead of border security, and then they're releasing them into the country. They have no choice. But, you know, you talk about the, you know, the young girls and young families that are coming across being attacked, being raped. You look at the Godaway numbers, Lou. These are like 800 to a million now since Biden has been in office, the 800,000 to a million coming into our country. We don't even know who they are. We've stopped people on the on the border that are on the terrorism watch list. They're reporting about 50, although I don't believe the numbers. I think it's way higher. But what about all the ones that got in here? What are they here for? What are they going to do? What's their plan? What about these stash houses on the border, Lou, that no one talks about where they're packed in there? No air conditioning, no water. The kids are being abused. They're being raped, sexually assaulted. I mean, it's disgusting. And then the highway chases. They're chasing the migrants. They get head-on collisions. The tractor trailer in San Antonio, which everyone knows about, where 53 migrants dead. They they cook to death in the in the vehicle. So there's a lot of disturbing things when the Biden administration talks about this is a more humane way to deal with the immigration issue. It's disgusting. And then when you listen to the professionals on the Border Patrol, they had it right under President Trump. And again, I'm with you. This is not a Trump commercial. We're just talking factually. If you look at the numbers of people that came into America under Donald Trump compared to how many now are being apprehended under this administration, it's night and day. And to be honest with you, it 
the public doesn't realize what's going on. And there, this stuff is coming to every city. This is not a border issue. It's a national security issue for all our cities and all our families. And that's my concern. Just look at, I'm going to just give you one quick stat. You look at in fiscal year 2020, in the months of April, May, and June, under Donald Trump, 73,392 migrants were apprehended. Under President Biden, in the same period, April, May, and June, 684,000. That's an 832% increase under President Biden. And I know the numbers, people don't always digest it, but President Biden also told everyone that this was a seasonal thing, right? That's why we're going to see the numbers go down. Anyway, another lie, just like my AUKUS's lie about he has operational control at the border. Can you believe that Mayorkas, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, had the guts to actually say that in front of Congress to the American people uh, for it to be promulgated by the left-wing national media? It's just stunning, the level of deceit and dishonesty on the part of this administration when it comes to an issue so fundamental, so basic as our sovereignty and that border security. Yes. And, Lou, can I just give you a very basic point that I've been making because I think it really simplifies it? In December, President Biden had an announcement about the drug cartels and the drug situation. And he basically said, and I'll quote him, he said, the drug crisis is an unusual and an extraordinary threat to the United States national security. So what I've been asking publicly, and I'll say it again, then why the hell is this border wide open? You understand it's an unusual and extraordinary threat. But yet you're letting the cartels operate with impunity to get their cartel operatives all over America. And the same can be said of the Marxist Dems at large. That is the Democrat Party. The the House and the Senate Democrats are every bit as much in league and responsible for the control of that border by these transnational terrorist organizations that we call the Mexican drug cartels uh, as, as is president Biden. It's outrageous. And the, the country doesn't even respond because in large part, the corporate news organizations uh, will not pick up the story. They will not faithfully investigate it there. And I think, and I, I will say this just straight up and out loud. I believe the Democratic Party is scared to death of the cartels. I believe the national corporatist media is scared to death of the cartels. And I, I, I am telling you, I truly believe it is a, a, a gathering of cowards who are frightened for their own lives, uh, for their own uh, health and well-being. Uh, it's just there's no other explanation, in my opinion. What, what do you think, Derek? Well, again, you're right on point, but I would add one big factor into that because we have factual evidence on this, and that's the corruption is off the charts in Mexico and Central America. As an example, not sure if you're aware of this, but the former president of Honduras, Juan Hernandez, is in U.S. prison now. He was extradited recently, and his brother, Tony Hernandez, congressman, he's in U.S. prison after being convicted on a very large-scale drug case involving Chapo Guzman, Sinaloa cartel, right. 185 tons of cocaine. Also, the head of the anti-narcotics police in Honduras is in jail as well. 
The list goes on and on and on. Remember, Lou, about a year ago, I, I can't keep track of the time now, but the DEA arrested the former defense minister yes. okay, of uh, Salvatore Cienfuegos, arrested him on a major drug conspiracy. He was subsequently sent back to Mexico. But we know that the Mexican government officials are getting huge paydays from the cartels. And that's why it drives me crazy when we hear talk that we want to throw billions of dollars more to these countries to help them support. I was in Philadelphia yesterday in Kensington, and I still can't believe what I saw. I took video footage, which hopefully we're going to get on on the media soon, where you had hundreds of people shooting up needles in their necks, in their arms, in their feet, in their legs. It was like the scene of a Night of the Living Dead, Lou. It was horrible. But we're, we're sending all these billions over to these corrupt government officials that are not taking care of the poor people. No, they're not taking care of anything, as far as I can see. And uh, when you talk about corruption, I say on this broadcast so frequently, I, I'm sure that some some in the audience are, are numbed to what I am saying. But I said, the corruption doesn't end at the southern border. The corruption of Central America, the corruption of Mexico, that corruption is, and it certainly doesn't end with the U.S. border states. It is nationwide, and the gangs that are integrally a part of this transnational terrorist organization, uh, which is made up of these drug cartels in Mexico, it, it, it's it's pervasive, it's deadly, and People are scared to death. People who are in positions of responsibility and the ones who aren't frightened are, are, as you say, they're bought off. And those who aren't bought, well, we know this president, by the way, is very easily bought off. Uh, he has his uh, son's hand out, uh, whether it's in China, Romania, uh, or, or Ukraine, or Russia. Uh, we are a nation now that has to contend with a very stark reality, in my opinion. And that is that the Democratic Party is corrupt through and through. They are an organization that has no other purpose than that of the Marxist Dems who run them. And that is to destroy America, to destroy our institutions, destroy law enforcement, certainly in this country, and even our, our court system. Well, Lou, I want to go back to a very important point you made before with President Trump. And I know you're aware of this, but people may not be aware that he was going to designate the cartels as terrorists. He was considering sending missiles into these chemical weapon production right. labs in Mexico. And of course, high level guys like the former acting defense secretary and other bureaucrats in the swamp of Washington convinced him to 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 stay away from that because Mexico was such a good trading partner. And I would tell you that President Trump had that right, Lou, because I went to, like, for an example, Ohio with Sarah Carter and others to testify in Ohio uh, Congress. And they voted unanimously that the cartel should be declared a terrorist organization. And the reason I bring that up is because now look at all, all the people who died because these corrupt people in Washington misled the president. And didn't give right. the president the right advice. He had it in his instinct. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, he, he, he didn't act. But I'll tell you, that is really, really sad. It is sad. And it is sad that a man who did as much as President Trump in four years 
had to fight the entire, as you say, the entire D.C. swamp, had to fight his own administration, his own party, the liberals within it known as rhinos. He had to fight Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Paul Ryan. He then had to fight the deep state, the pure, the permanent bureaucracy, and a corrupt, a cor- absolutely corrupted Department of Justice and FBI. Now, I, those are strong words, I understand, but I mean every doggone one of them. Uh, it's a straight-up truth. So, yeah, Lou, going back to also a couple of things I wanted to highlight for your listeners is that these mass poisonings have me very concerned. Like you, you probably have heard in Gadsden County, Florida, on July 4th weekend, nine dead. People were shocked. They had never heard of this. In basically uh, St. Paul, Minnesota in June, nine poisoned. In uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, several poisoned. They had, like in El Paso, nine poisoned, you know, all over the country. Then Will County, Illinois. This one was breaking news in the national news because the coroner reported like 10 dead in a two-day or 24-hour period. And then there were several other dead during the week. It was like mass shootings all over the country. What I like to say, Lou, just as an analogy, if a if a Dreamliner, Boeing, you know, Jumbo jet crashed every day. That'd be about 300 dead. Well, that's what we're losing every day in America. And we don't even hear anything out of the White House. It's really, really sad. It's sickening. And it is the reality that we contend with. But it is also the reality that is denied by the, and and you said this is a red, white, and blue. Uh, Derek, I have to be honest. I, I truly believe right now the Democratic Party is so far lost to its ideological leaders, the Marxist Dems, and I am talking about uh, whether it be Obama, whether it be Biden, uh, or or their puppet masters. This is a country right now being assailed from within not only the deep state, the permanent bureaucracy of this country, which it has been for decades, but now our top, our uppermost government officials are politically corrupt and they are working against the interest of the nation. It is a national security threat, uh, this organized attempt to to fundamentally, according to quote Barack Obama, transform America, because that process is well underway, whether it's the 100,000, more than 100,000 Americans being killed each year by these, these mass poisonings, as you are bringing to our attention, or whether it is, uh, in, in fact, they putting another uh, battalion uh, into Eastern Europe, preparing for war with with Russia over Ukraine. The madness of what is happening in this White House is palpable. It is in our face, and the national left-wing media will not recognize it for what it is. Well, Lou, I would say to you that, you know, you, you're way more uh, educated on these topics than I am when it comes to the deep state corruption. But I would say nothing else makes sense. How can you sit back and not talk about the death and destruction of our future generation? Who's going to be in the army? Who's going to be the teachers, the bus drivers, the pilots, the lawyers? We're going to have nobody left at the rate. And by the way, I would say this to you. The CDC is not producing accurate and timely statistics. During COVID, when they were trying to make these big points about COVID, 
that also came from Wuhan, China, right? Right. You look, you look at the COVID every night you turn on the TV, every station, number of deaths, number of cases. Now the parents can't even figure out like what's going on with their autopsy reports. Nobody's taking this serious. And the families against fentanyl, they're the ones that are putting out the statistics that this is the number one cause of death now. Fentanyl, the number one cause of death in the age group of 18 to 45. You know what they're doing, Lou? They're going through the CDC stats themselves because they're pissed off parents and they want the public to know. And they're the ones putting these statistics out. It's not CDC. People are misled about that. And by the way, like I believe, even though they reported 107,622 dead last year, mm -hmm. I believe it's way higher. And Georgetown University did a study and they said the study said that the, the statistics of the dead are way low. I mean, just look at the drug seizures. I mean, DEA alone seized over 20 million fake pills last year and 15,000 pounds of fentanyl. The administrator reported that's enough fentanyl to kill every American. They just seized a million out in, in L.A. this past week. They had a historic level of this stuff on the highway in Colorado, 114 pounds. Lou, it only takes two milligrams of this to kill. That's a couple of grains of salt equivalent. Oh you know, and so it is a weapon attack on our country. And you know what? People wonder why would the cartels want to kill their customers? Because they want to maximize their profits. They don't care about their customers. And the real problem is the Communist Party and the Chinese transnational criminals that are dumping all the chemicals in Mexico to make this stuff. And they're the ones that started this synthetic drug poisoning many years ago uh, on our country through the Internet and the dark web. And the right. Chinese, Lou, by the way, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. The Chinese are the ones that are doing all the money laundering services now. For the cartels, they're bringing in Chinese national students into America. There's visa fraud going on. And then the kids are picking up suitcases of cash for the cartels. And they're doing these sophisticated trade-based money laundering schemes to get the cartels their money. And that money laundering, that manufacturing, let's just take a little bit of a, a broad, broad look here. The Chinese are manufacturing all of the precursor chemicals, the uh, necessary ingredients to create uh, fentanyl. They are also uh, transporting money, moving money. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chinese don't have bounties on Americans uh, that they would be, you know, if they're going to, if the transnational terrorist organizations are going to lose customers, I wouldn't be surprised that the CCP is giving them bounties for for those lost customers, uh, if you will. I'm only being partly facetious when I say that, but I'm not being facetious at all when I say to you, why is, has Joe Biden gone soft on China? Why in the world is he giving China everything that they want, uh, including, by the way, that obviously that open border with Mexico. The question arises, why is it Joe Biden, who absolutely shut down the suspicious activity reports that were always available to senators and congressmen for their states uh, when they asked for them? These are the reports prepared by banks of all sizes, and they have to turn these in to the Treasury Department because they're usually about money laundering. Money laundering 
primarily is the result of drug activity and transactions within the transnational drug uh, operations uh, and rogue governments. And don't you find it interesting, Derek, that suddenly these congressmen, and I'm talking about Senator Grassley, I'm talking about Senator Ron Johnson, I'm talking about uh, Senator James Colmer, who's going to be with us in the next day or so, uh, these are the guys trying to investigate, and they're being blocked by Janet Yellen. This this deal is this deal is corrupt from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, look, and the American public, it, it, when they're watching mainstream media, they're not going to hear any of this stuff, so they don't realize how advanced the corruption is around not just these other countries like we spoke about. Hey, Lou, I'll tell you one quick story. Like when I'm on the news and everything, sometimes I feel guilty when I call out corruption in other countries. It's like, you know, when you live in a glass house, you can't throw stones, right? Well, when I'm out there calling out these other countries, I scratch my head and wonder, well, what the hell is going on here? How do you make sense of what's going on here? They, like, like Mike McCall said something recently. I was at a congressional conference with the GOP members with the former Homeland Security officials like Tom Holman, Mark Morgan, Mark Morgan and, and others. Right. And uh, he said, you know, selling fentanyl to American Americans is a great foreign policy for China. Right. I think that's pretty well said. Right. Yep. That's what's going on. And then to see that our own government is not even dealing with it, not talking about it. What's the reason, Lou? What other logical reason? They can't be that naive. It's killing our kids. It's killing our kids. Uh, it's killing our country. Uh, and it's killing our souls to con- to sit here and allow over 100,000, and as you say, probably at least, well, significantly larger numbers than what uh, the CDC is acknowledging. But the truth is it's killing our souls because we're not stopping this. We're, we're being passive and relegating these young people to to the role of collateral damage. Collateral damage for whom? It's not in the interest of the United States. Uh, it is not in the interest of uh, America. It's in the interest of a political party that's in power that insists on letting those cartels, those transnational terrorist organizations that they've become, kill Americans. It is just collateral damage in their view. And we're supposed to put up with it. And you know what? So long as the knowledge is denied the American people, that's what will happen. The passivity of of every one of us has to end. The apathy, it has to end. If this isn't a battle worth fighting, I don't know what the hell one would look like. And yet our politicians are sitting on their hands, uh, and I'm not going to in any way. Uh, exclude Republicans from responsibility here. You mentioned Mike McCall. I believe when he was chair of the Homeland Security Committee, he missed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to come down on the cartels and to work harder for border security. So I'm not I'm not giving anybody a pass because in in Congress, it just it's just not happening. You mentioned I, two great Americans in Tom Holman and Mark Morgan. Those men are fighters for what is right in America and for our our border. Yes, Lou. And and let me just go back to the Congress, because I agree with you 100 percent. But what I would ask you to do is please 
please pay close attention to this recent Lauren Boebert and Tim Ryan from Ohio Democrat. They're they're pushing forward the weapon of mass destruction uh, for fentanyl designation. Just pay attention to that because you probably get a lot of good you know feedback on who's going to even entertain this thing. Because my opinion is it's not going anywhere, but. At least they're talking about it. That's a positive step. It's a bipartisan. Absolutely. But but I don't have any real faith that it's going to go anywhere. The families and I and others will be rallying at the White House on the lawn September 17th for this National Fentanyl Awareness Day because we know we got to get the public educated on this. But unfortunately, uh, we'll see what media actually shows up to this with thousands of parents who lost their kids 13 years old. 15 years old, 19 years old. And many of these people, Lou, were not drug addicts. They were young kids with some anxiety, some, you know, issues here and there that we've all had. Remember, Lou, kids are supposed to learn from mistakes, not die from mistakes. And the exactly. government has an obligation to keep them safe. Absolutely. And, and, and we can take it to another level as well. These aren't mistakes, at least if you're the Communist Chinese Party. If you are, you know, the Sinaloa cartel, any one of the transnational terrorist organizations that now reside uh, on the uh, southern border but operate uh, throughout the United States. Uh, we just have to recognize that this is a war on America and Americans. There are no right. accidents here. This is intentional. It is strategic. Uh, and it's working. Yes, 100%. And like uh, Sheriff uh, from Yuma, Leon Wilmot, says it perfect. Every sheriff is a border sheriff. Every city is a border city now because they're being bused to our cities. No yeah. one knows who they are, where they're coming from. Everything's going to get more and more crowded. Taxes are going to go up. The schools are going to be crowded, right? And we're we're just in a chaotic state now, and the government is... Like you said, it's got to be deliberate because you can't be this naive. Thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing your, your your knowledge and your perspective uh, and, and your your passion on this issue. Uh, I think the audience is uh, is deeply appreciative. I know I certainly am uh, because straight talk we need uh, straight talk amongst people who are patriots and interested in saving this country because the country is what is at risk here along with every every american uh derek maltz thanks so much uh, we appreciate it i hope you'll come back with us soon we will certainly have a presence uh, uh in washington uh, when the families are demonstrating in front of the white house i guarantee you that right now i hope that we can uh, talk many times between now and then Thanks so much, and God bless you. God bless you, Lou. And anything you need from me on this topic, I stay in contact with my friends in law enforcement daily. I speak to the family, so I'm here to help any way I can. We need the message out there. Well, we're going to be calling on you uh, as, as, as often as you permit us uh, to, to keep this story uh, in front of the American people. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. This week on The Great America Show will be Eric Trump, renowned defense attorney David Schoen, representing President Trump in his second impeachment trial, representing Steve Bannon now against the January 6th committee and DOJ prosecutors. Senator Marsha Blackburn, Senator Rand Paul, Judicial Watch's Tom Fitton, 
and Republican sensation Myra Flores representing Texas District 34 after flipping that seat in what had been a deep blue district. And one of the country's most accurate pollsters and GOP strategist, Robert Cahaley. Great Americans all, please be with us. Until then, God bless you, and God bless America.